Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 13 of the Kevin and Philip Project. Apologize, it's been a little bit of time since we uh, got back on the on the podcast. That's mostly my fault. but uh, Well, it's a combination of faults because uh, we've both been on the road. On the road again. Yep, traveling a little bit. Uh, you just got back from Jamaica. Jamaica. That's right. Jamaica, man. Montego Bay. How was that trip? You know, uh, I'll get into it a little bit in a minute more, but uh, if I was, it, it was a paid for trip from company. If I was paying, I would not go there. It's not, uh, not great. Um, you, you can't take away from the beauty of it, you know. I mean, it is a pretty place and everything, but you basically are stuck in your... Your, resort. Your resort. Yeah, you don't want to leave the resort. You don't really sure. want to. And when you do leave the resort, I, I asked for a ride just a couple of miles up the road, and they said that'll be uh, 60 bucks. Ouch. And I said, uh, I said, man, oh, man, that's uh, that's high just to run up to. We was going to go up and eat, um, oh, what is Jimmy Buffett's place. Oh, Margaritaville. Margaritaville. And um, 60 bucks, they said. And I said, man, that is steep. You got 60 bucks. And you can see it across the, yep. you know, across the way there. And come to find out, it's sixty bucks, and you get the driver for two hours. So basically, a thirty dollar an hour car. Which, when you look at yeah, it that way, not it's not bad. as bad. Yep. But basically, they send the guy with you due to they don't want you going out alone. Gotcha. So that right there tells you, yeah, it's not a safe yeah. place to be. And honestly, when we got there, he we even wanted to walk across the street and shop, and he went with us. And as we were walking, you know, we had people basically ambushing us, begging for right. money and. Uh, offering to sell dope everywhere we went people were offering to sell yep. us marijuana and i mean from the minute we got off the bus at the resort to the town to the housekeepers everyone wants to sell you marijuana <laughs> I, I used to well, the first time i went to jamaica 10 or 11 years ago uh, i went for the first time and uh, it was not that open not that wide open at all um it, it was i mean it was pretty much the i came down and asked for a lighter for our room and uh, and I guess that was the key word. And he goes, have you got the ingredients? <laughs> and I go, uh, no. Uh, he goes, well, are you fixed up? You know, and this is immediately. Right. Well, what room are you in? I mistakenly give him my room number. He calls me multiple times during the week, making sure that we are fully supplied, which, you know, it, it, I saw people standing on the beach, eating dinner, every just smoking pot everywhere, which, I mean, it's so much more acceptable than it yep. used to be. Or so, you know, people look at it and think there's nothing wrong with it. But to me, it's still a strange thing just to see people in yeah, the wide open, the open, just yeah. out in the open doing it. So that that wasn't the reason. But I, I think more of mine is when I go somewhere, I don't want to be stuck on the resort. Yeah. It's not a huge resort anyway, so there's very limited food choices. And uh, I would rather leave the resort at any other place and go eat in town. Like yep. uh, that's why Cabo is wonderful for that because you can go lots yep. of places. Puerto Rico is wonderful for that. So – if I was buying, nope, I wouldn't pay for it. But I'll take a free trip there if somebody <laughs> wants to offer me another free one. Yeah. Anyway, you've, uh, I'll tell a little bit more about flights, things like that in a minute. But uh, 
you also uh, caused us to miss a week's worth of podcast because you were out in Vegas golfing, yep. Yep. I guess. Yep, this annual men's golf trip. Yep, we have about uh, 40 or so guys that every year we head out to Vegas for a few There's days. There's that many? There's 40 people? There's 40 of us that go, yep. Is most yep. of them from the Emporia area? Yeah, most of them from the Emporia area or have a connection to Emporia. A um, few of them are not from there, but played football there, ended up coaching there. We had some new some new younger guys this year from that side of the house. Um, but, yeah, most people have a have a connection of some sort to Emporia. But, no, it was a good trip. Uh, not not much to report. Uh, Vegas is wide open. We did get but to you see the NFL marijuana draft. marijuana as well. You know what? I will tell you this. So we talked about that the last time. Yeah, the last time I went. And yeah. I went shortly after that. Last year. Right. And I agreed with you. This time, I didn't notice it near like I did. All those uh, COVID California people aren't that's coming exactly over there right now. That's exactly what it was. Now. I guarantee you that. We, we I, knew that's what it was. That's what the taxi cab drivers now, told us that it was. I, we didn't get out too much, but when yep. we did get out, I didn't notice it at all. So yep. uh, Different um, people. Yeah. Different. But, uh, no, it was a good trip. We got to see the NFL draft, which was unexpected um, when we booked Was it trip. a big deal? So. It, we were there on the very last day, so it was when we got there, it was the seventh and last round, so yeah. it wasn't a, that big of a deal. But everywhere you went that Saturday and Sunday, people were wearing football jerseys. Yep. Um, it was kind of cool. We it, when we got there, it was really hot, and so we decided we were going to stick around till the Chiefs made their next draft pick, which was about two or three picks. Watch that left. Two picks later. Skylar Thompson gets drafted. No, really. Dolphins. I was, I was a little so pissed you about missed that, it. so I missed that. You could have been but, there uh, taking pictures. But that yeah. he was drafted by the Dolphins. Yep. Okay. So. Since you're talking the draft for just a minute, in eighteen nineteen twenty, Texas had top five recruiting classes according to these recruiting gurus. Yep. Zero draft picks. Zero. And whenever Hal was about, let's I, see, Hal is. I believe that's two of three years now they've had. Well, I was going to say it may have been more because, uh, or more than when I've got a old Facebook memory and I've got Hal wearing an OU hat, or and he had his horns down, you know, hands horns down. You can't and do I, that anymore. And I put on the Facebook memory that Hal was drafted just as many times as any kid from Texas was, and that would have <laughs> been like in seventeen or yeah. sixteen or seventeen. Uh, so five years ago, no draft picks. Yeah. And you know that the – so you're, here's what I'm getting at on that. These people who who uh, put together these top recruiting classes may not be as accurate as what they no. get just <laughs> boomed up to what makes yeah. people believe. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and Texas's money will get you boomed up and made believe. And also on the second thing of that is – there must be such a culture in Texas that they're not developing kids because you know they are good when they get there. Yep. Same kid might have went to K-State, OU, OSU, yep. first five-round draft pick. They have the biggest athletic budget yep. and the most talent-rich state in the country, and they can't find one guy to be drafted. And more people were drafted at Washita Baptist <laughs> yeah. than there was at Texas. So. so it's unbelievable. I saw some of the schools where people got drafted from. Which, I mean, a kid could be a flash in the pan anywhere, but you can't get one from Texas two out of three years. That is an embarrassment to the state of Texas yep. and a great thing to recruit against them. Yep, absolutely. So. <laughs> I mean, I would be all over it. Yeah, it was It was my first trip without having to wear masks in the in the plane in the oh, airport. Oh, yeah, that, so was, that nice, was nice, right? Yeah, that was nice. Um, same were same full, with us. But, uh, 
you know, no, no real issues on the flights, no real issues with anything. It was pretty smooth, fun trip. Um, I was a little disappointed once we got out there to play golf that the wind was blowing 40 mile an hour, two of the three days we uh. were there. Thought I'd get away from that, but uh, you know, outside was of, it blowing uh, like an air dryer? Is hot enough to it, feel? It wasn't too bad. It was high eighties and and windy, so it was the first day was a little bit warm, but the other two days were pretty nice. So, um, but yeah, it was it was a good trip. Not not a lot to report. Vegas is there. It's open. It's uh, during the week. It's cheap. I think we were paying like twenty bucks a night for our hotel room Sunday, Monday, Tuesday night. Uh, and why don't more people go Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? I don't know. So I just that's. I will I will say this if you're in Vegas uh, I'll give you a recommendation. Um, in front of the, we stayed at Bally, so in front of the Paris Hotel and Casino, there's a little uh, French, I believe it is, restaurant. I assume it is. It's a Paris, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, it's got a lot of outdoor seating right there along the strip. I've walked by it hundreds of times. Always thought about stopping there, never did. So the last morning we were there, we went and had breakfast there. Amazing. I love corned French beef hash. breakfast. Yeah, I do too. Um, and uh, I'm a I'm a connoisseur when it comes to corned beef hash. <laughs> this was the best I've ever had, huh. by far. And so, you're sitting outside in the morning. Yep, looking across all the drunk from Bally's, trying to get back to their hotel. What's straight across the street from Bally's? Bellagio. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we uh, we also try Wall Burgers there. Um, I've you know I've seen it many times, heard about it. Obviously, it's a chain. Uh, the the Wahlbergs own that, but uh, was actually pleasantly surprised by the uh, the quality of the burger and fries that I had there. Um, those but, guys uh, are from Boston, right? Boston. And guess what? I ate a Wahlbergers burger in uh, across the street from from the Nathan's Hot Dog Stand. They have one straight across the street in, on in Coney Island. Yep, yep. So I don't know if you're if you live out in that part of Coney Island. Um, what do you want a guy from Boston serving yeah. his burgers across from Nathan's hot dog yeah. stand? That's ridiculous. So, I, yep. No, nope. that's what I would say is, is definitely if you have an opportunity, you want to try that place it, it, at least uh, for breakfast. Uh, you know, Jimmy had the French toast. I believe it was, it had some fresh fruit and, and whipped cream, homemade whipped cream and stuff on it. It was excellent. I'd go back there in a heartbeat. So, okay. I mean, tell you what, if you're an, if you're a closed border guy, I'm not a closed border guy, but I'm a uh, need to follow the law to come across or whatever. Anywhere yep. you're coming from, Do it whether, whether yep. you're coming from from Europe, Mexico, Canada, wherever you're coming from, um, you should be probably uh, somewhat vetted, right? You think you that? Think? You yep. believe that? Okay. Um, coming home from Jamaica, passed us right on through. Didn't even stop. <laughs> In the international gate, didn't even stop. Customs, you know, you fill out all the stuff on the uh, plane that what you brought in, what you didn't bring in. Yep. They leaned against the wall and waved us through. Didn't even look at us or ask us anything, and said, "Put your bags right there to go to your other places." Not one person checked us. Lisa just comes home from the Bahamas this week. She went out with a uh, gentry and uh, um, Tessa and her mom. Another girl went out. All went out. And uh, she said they got flew in, filled out all the custom paperwork. They told them on the plane to have it all ready. When they landed, they said, hey, there's nobody at the international gate, so we're just <laughs> going to take you to the the uh, regular gate. Get on Walked in here. Right Walked right through. Never got checked, never got a stamp, never gotten, you know, nothing. So you tell me 
what is the odds that that's not happening all the time all if it happened to me two out of two trips? all over the place. Yeah. All over the world. Yeah. So my question is, is that a, a political ploy of, hey, we're not going to tell anybody what we're doing, but if you want to come, just come on. Just come on Just in. come on. I mean, honestly, anybody could have been on either one of our planes from anywhere in the world. Could be a terrorist. Could be anything in the world. Yep. Nobody even checked them. Hmm. So there's there's a problem with that, I believe. Major problem. So we've gone from the COVID test thing and having to d- strictly do COVID tests within certain windows to uh, just letting anybody in anytime. Open so. borders. And, and you, I'm telling you, it, it shocks me that they didn't even go to an international gate. Didn't yep. even, I mean, they just went to the normal gate and get yep. on out of here. Yep. That's, and that would have been in Charlotte, I guess. And uh, uh, another thing was um, I had brain thought there for a second and i'll have to come circle back to it but but what my whole point is if if i saw it two out of two trips then it's got to you be know it's happening more often in more places uh, yep and you know what she, they were acting like it's because they were short-staffed at the international well you know people's coming in short-staffed or not it's like you said okay what are, you you had just said the coronavirus we had to be tested to come home from Jamaica. Not to go to Jamaica, we didn't have to be, right. but to come back home. So if you're an American citizen sick, you can't come back, That's which is utterly ridiculous. But never one person asked to look at it. Yeah. I mean, that's like I said, they just waved us right on yeah. in. So you spend the money to go take the test, which is a complete racket, because right. then no one even asks you for the results of your right. test. So It's probably not even a It's just a, a complete <laughs> racket. So, um, well, while we're talking about government, real quick, I'm going to throw a curveball because we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but this has kind of picked up steam here recently. I, I've, I have a feeling I probably know your stance on this, but, uh, you know, the whole student loan payback thing's kind of getting a lot of buzz here recently and yep. starting to, to move around. What's your thoughts on that? You got well, to- I wish I still owed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if they're going to give I, it a, if they're going to just start giving away. And then it started saying, you know, this this frustrates me, too. Depending on your income level. Right. Well, didn't we all get the same college degree and should ex- yep. should be able to go up in life better? So how can you start saying compare? Just because you didn't go make as much as the next. It just that doesn't make yeah. sense to me at all. We, we agree too much on this podcast. Uh, I, I kind of figured we needed to argue side, a little bit, huh? I, I just don't understand why you voluntarily and knowingly took that loan out. Yep. Knowing that it was your responsibility to pay it back. So when you don't pay it back, it's nobody to blame but you. Don't go take $150,000 loans out to get a job that pays $20,000 a year. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. One of the upsetting things is I know many people who lived on their students' loans and never worked, just lived on their student loans. You can still work and go to college. You know how I know that? That's how I went to college. I paid for my own college, and I worked the whole time that I went through. It's... uh, it's ridiculous. Yep. Um, so, I'm, well, what are you going to do? That's that's one of those things that a guy that never even went to college just went out and said, hey, I'm going to start busting my butt out here at Great Plains or something and start making a living. He's got to pay for another guy's student yep. loan? Yep. That's ridiculous. Well, you want to talk and about we baseball. did. We did. We, we do agree too much. One of these days we're going to have to find something that we completely disagree on, and it's not going to be in politics, yep, I don't think. apparently. But I'm going to agree – that concession stands are great, aren't they? <laughs> I do like a good concession. There's nothing. You know, when I was a kid, I loved going. We'd go out to Eakley, Oklahoma. They would even have corn, you know, fried corn on oh, the yeah. grill and everything. Yep. All the corn. Of course, that's corn country out there. 
great hamburgers. Small school, class class B, class A school. Best concession stands. I can still remember the smell of them. My little hometown, class A school, brings a couple hundred people to a game maybe. Great concession stand, hamburgers, hot dogs, all this kind of stuff. I've now been to seven, eight games in Salina, back from when it was cold playing baseball. Cold weather about a month and a half ago when it was freezing. No concessions in the state in the in any any ballpark in Salina. Went to your daughter's ball game the other day. No concession stand. Everybody leaves. You tell me why this is. Well, not only is there not a concession stand, but there's not even a restaurant. No bathrooms. Um, I don't. I don't know the ins and outs to the situation. Um, obviously, they turf the fields at South. Uh, there was plans to put lights. There was plans for a restroom. There, I believe there was plans for a concession stand. There was also plans down the road to build kind of a grandstand or some permanent seating around one of the fields, kind of make it more of a, a premier field. That yep. was a field Wesleyan yep. would play on. That's field your varsity teams would play on. Um, I don't know the the situation. I can I can tell you this. I do know that I watched the city commission meeting Monday. Um, they did pass some money to start working on some of the stuff at Bill Burke and stuff that we've been talking about because the same situation there. I mean, you got a, a complex with eight fields, and if you're on one end, you have to use a porta potty. I mean, that's the only option yeah. that you have. Yeah. And no concession there either. So right? it depends. Uh, there are once in a while there are somebody, but it they it's short hours. It's not the whole time, but they do have one there on occasion. I don't know about for high school, but I know when they do tournaments on the weekends, they do have some concessions well, there. Well, probably right? because somebody themselves puts it together. Oh, yeah. This is a USD yeah. 305 problem. Right. This is that It's ridiculous yeah. to go to a baseball game and not even be able to get a pop, yep. and everybody leaves it between games and runs down to the quick shop. You're telling me that someone like the cheerleaders couldn't be running the concession stand? Yeah. I mean, we did that in a Class B school. Two yep. kids from Ag ran it some week. Some the cheerleaders run it one week. One lady was in charge of the of the concession stand, and it made money. Um, you, it's yeah, it's one of the most ridiculous. And you go to any other ballpark around the state, go to McPherson, go to a baseball game, great little concession yep. stand, hamburgers and everything. I don't get it. Well, it's something of, that should be brought up and gripped about well, more. Speaking of USC three hundred five, so I'll tell you a story that happened last night. So. Uh, the girls' last uh, regular season softball games were last night down in Andover. So on the way to Andover, I think if I remember correctly, I believe the bus left late to start with. The bus driver showed up late, or maybe they were waiting on base. I don't remember, but it, it left late. Yeah. On the way down to Wichita, the bus overheated, so they had to pull over the side of the road and stop. So they called. I guess Andover was supposed was going to send a bus their way to pick them up, and they forgot to get a bus, so... They ended up I, another bus stopped and picked oh them up, goodness. and they is this the soft, whole so, softball team? The whole softball team, all sitting so, on the side of the road, and then on a came bus. home on a bus without air conditioning last night when it was ninety eight or whatever. Well, they didn't have air so, conditioning when they were sitting there on the side of the so, road either. Um, I'm sure, good. But uh, so yeah, this bus driver or these bus drivers this year, well, they got lost on the way home. I know they've gotten lost multiple times this year. I, they've hit a, a, a post in Newton. I mean, it's it's uh, I don't know USC three hundred five. It's uh, it's been interesting this year for sure. But uh, going back to your concession stand thing, I mean, I I can. It's nice to have. I know they're not going to be there, so I plan accordingly. Right. 
Right. The restroom thing kills me. You have to. The restrooms are just. You have to have restrooms there. There was so. the only thing that they had for women at, at, a, at a ball game, which thank God they don't have concessions in. Maybe people aren't going to the bathroom so much, but they had a porta potty for the women behind Dean Evans. Well, that's more than they have at South. You got to go over to the park, or they do have a door open. You can go to the school and go in, but it's yeah, it's and it's quite it's a, a it's a two or three hundred yard walk. Somebody like my mom that goes out there and watch. Not that she can't, but I'm talking about seventy five yep. to eighty year old grandparents that are out there don't want to go walk uh, half of a mile to go to the bathroom. Speaking of mom, is she gonna be in town this weekend for the graduation. She will be. Yeah, she'll right. be up to uh, Phil's got a just big for the day. So yeah, second second kid graduates this week, and then. Potentially, she'll be moving to Stillwater. Yeah, I heard uh, that. Hal will be moving. Uh, we're taking Hal tomorrow to Stillwater to see the uh, hospitality part of the. I think they are supposed to have a good degree. I say here, K State's got one yep. too. Johnson County's supposed to have a really good, good one. I, as I've may have told you on the podcast before, the kids are uh, card carrying Cherokee Indians. Their mom is a card carrying Cherokee and. In Oklahoma, there's a lot of benefits, more right. than you can get here. So if potentially they could end up at a place like Oklahoma State, that potentially the Cherokees help pay for some of their school and have, you know, plans to get them into the, working for them. Yep. Nothing wrong with working for the Cherokees if you're a Cherokee, I can tell you. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, free health care, those kind of things. Yep. I mean, there's just, there's just some advantages to working for, for them. If you've never known much about – Indian nations, uh, there's some controversy in Oklahoma sometimes, but I'm telling you, if you're a part of it, it's a great, it's great a deal. deal, great yep, deal to yep. be a part of. Yep, absolutely. So, Although that's something that I could probably sit right here and get in an argument with, with some people because <laughs> some people say it's horse manure that they get everything. <laughs> so, nope, congrats to, to Harper getting, getting yep, done with one school. One graduate. Is she done with school now or tomorrow? I think uh, next day or two. Okay, See yeah. you Friday. Tomorrow, no, tomorrow's Thursday. It's uh, my Friday might be her last okay. day. So. so exciting days ahead for her. And then she asked me and Lisa, can she have a uh, parent-free party, graduation party, at oh. the lake house? So that's uh, that's a bit controversial. Let, let us know the date and time <laughs> of that. <laughs> I just said no one's taking the boat. No one is. I mean, there's, there's going to be a list of rules. So, well, it, it's, it's been a while and, and I know historically, uh, about this time of year is when we take off, uh, just with my schedule and your schedule yep. during the summertime, it doesn't add up very well, but we're going to try to maybe get together once a month instead of just taking the whole summer off. But, uh, it's been four or until five football. Yeah. Right. Until football starts, then we can go back to we'll every couple back. of weeks. Yep. But, uh, it's been a little while and in the, uh, amount of time that since the last podcast, we've, we've talked about this topic hit or miss, but, uh, want to dive into this one a little bit more with the uh, NIL stuff that's going on. Obviously, a few things uh, hit home with K-State here recently that I want to talk about. But uh, the NCAA finally came out with what they're calling guidance on the NIL yesterday, yep. um, which is a joke. Um, but uh, I'll start it, and then we'll, we'll just go from there. But my, my first comment is <laughs> leave it to the NCAA to screw something like this up. Um, I, I think that they're almost a non-functioning entity. Oh, they're going to be they're going to be booted out yeah. when we get super conferences. Yeah. There'll be no more NCAA. I, I, I think you know. My guess is that the premise behind the idea here is a kid can go do an ad for a company, 
get paid for it. Go sell a jersey with the kid's name on the back of it. He's going to get a cut of that. Don't disagree with that at all. I think that while I can argue and say they get plenty of benefits by playing the sport at the university, yep. um, I don't think it's wrong for them to get a cut of a, of a jersey that's sold if it's their number, their name on it. Yep. And obviously that kid's buying that jersey because of that athlete. I don't either. The but where it's gone. Yeah, it's ridiculous now. I mean, the NCAA for 30 years has been trying to create more parity in these sports, and they've completely undone all that. Eliminated all one, parity. I don't even know what we want. One stupid move, I guess. It, uh, it, and what's funny to me is if they just would have paid these kids a couple hundred dollars to be in NCAA football a few years ago, yep. they could have kicked this can down the road for right, 10 years. Right. That's all they wanted. You're playing a video game with me on it. I want a cut of that. That's all they wanted. Oh, you, you could have – when you start school, it's $1,000 a month. $1,000 a month, everybody would have been happy. You got free school, $1,000 a month, spending money, get it done. You're Now you're getting paid. Yep. Uh, now what you're talking about is this kid from Pittsburgh, the All-American. I mean, this is one of the many things that we can bring up and you can tell about K-State. But I watch Boomer and Geo in the morning on CBS Sports. And um, normally they only talk New York – Yankees, Rangers, Mets, the Islanders, whatever, just New York local stuff, Maryland College a little bit, stuff like that. They even dove into this NIL this week and said it has become so ridiculous. And they're talking about the Pittsburgh kid. And, the, and they bring up Lincoln Riley on this show, on this show, mm-hmm. which they never talk about. And he goes, now do you know why Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma? Yep. That's what Boomer Esiason says. Yep. Somebody – he was told somebody's got deep pockets and we can buy everybody you want. Yep. We'll pay for everybody. That, uh, yeah, absolutely. But he made that decision in four hours on a Sunday morning. No, he'd been thinking about it. For <laughs> but, I mean, that's whenever his name yeah. – but his name's been brought up by other coaches already and everything. Like, he's basically getting thrown under the bus. That He's kind of the bus driver on this thing of pay him millions. Yeah. No, for, no, no yeah. limit. No limit whatsoever. What's a $3 million 20-year-old going to do for you? Yeah. That can leave the very next year if he wants to. There's no He's not tied to hit that $3 million. Nope, nope not at all. He could leave go to Miami like the I year after. Like I said before, it's just free agency without contracts because they're getting paid with no contract. They can leave at any time and mm-hmm. do whatever they want to do. I, I, Who's willing to put up that kind of money for someone that could just and, betray and you the, in a moment. I think the amount of money will even out over time. Like right now, everybody's going overboard, so it's a bit ridiculous. A lot of people are going to get burned, and, and so I think over time, that's going to kind of even itself out. But um, but you're still never going to so, the So the guidance that the NCAA just released says that you can't use NIL money during recruiting. So it has to be a situation where it, the, the kid has to – commit then you can talk <laughs> nil no wink wink anywhere. who pays attention to guidance like these aren't rules this is guidance yes so texas is openly recruiting through the nil well, openly and, recruiting and, and offering Switzer money. at ou is already I mean, he's already basically made a commitment you go to ou you're going to get as a player you're going to get paid this much here fifty thousand dollars okay for all the like an offensive lineman will never get anything and they're basically barry switzer started that thing that right. said he does have some rules. You have to volunteer at Big Brother, Big Sister. you got to volunteer at something. Once you do that, then you're $50,000 a year, basically. But, but they know that. They know yeah. that before they go there. Oh, easy. So, that's that's but, already out so there. So that's a violation, everybody. according to the guidance that the NCAA has, has allowed. So if we don't even – we willy-nilly assert the rules, 
Like like we've talked about before, Kansas has got away with horrible cheating. No problem. They're the national champions. No problem. Um, and Oklahoma State, a minor infraction, loses a whole yeah. year. The way that they do things. Yeah, you so you're going to think on a guidance – there's nothing that can be held to a guidance. I did think it. You mentioned KU. I did think it was funny that Bill Self thought that the transfer portal and it is bad, and he went in to talk about NIL. But uh, I, I found it funny that a coach that historically pays players, yeah, um, without facing any kind of repercussions <laughs> whatsoever, now doesn't like it when other coaches and and players and other programs <laughs> can get paid, and just like he's been doing for his players for years. So you'll I have to find the Bob funny. Stoops interview this past week, but he basically throws the NCAA under the bus and just says it's just. You know, I mean, now that he's not coaching in it anymore, he can say whatever he wants to say, free will, and he just says they're the most misled organization in the world. Yep. Horrible. That's horrible. No, it is. Just, so, yeah, so the two things with K-State recently, Nigel Pack was the big story. Um, left KSU, I get it, new coach. I know he liked Weber. I know he, it was going to happen. He was going to go search for options. Um, no question about that. One of the things he did say is he wanted to play closer to home. Everybody thought Purdue and Indiana were going to be kind of in the driver's seat here, closer to yeah. home, good programs, followed him as a kid. Then all of a sudden, just completely out of the blue, nobody expects it. He signs with Miami. He's paid four hundred k a year, eight hundred k over two years, plus a car. So you're telling me that didn't come up during the recruiting process, and he waited till after he signed with Miami. Then they came to him and told him that he's getting paid eight hundred thousand dollars. No, you no know way. every bit of that. No way. So here's what's funny, and these are the things that I guess the NCAA doesn't think about. So. Um, Isaiah Wong, who played at, at Miami and when they made their Elite Eight run. So as soon as they announce the Pac's getting 800K, he says, you got to pay me more. I'm entering the transport, transfer portal on Friday. So immediately, he, he says, just comes right out more. and says just it. just comes right out and says it. You need to pay me more who, money or I'm well, entering the transfer portal. Why can every kid on the team do that every could, year? Absolutely could. Every year. That's why, the I, hey, the transfer portal is a great thing, and I think you should be able to use it. Once in your first four years in a fifth-year eligibility, you're a graduated senior, and you want to go somewhere else your senior year. So a two-time transfer ever in your career I think would be a, a solver, a little bit of a fix. You're not stuck to the first place, right. and then after you graduate, particularly one guy that would be a good example of being able to leave when you're a senior is the kid from Oklahoma that transferred to North Carolina. Manic. Yeah. Manic. Uh, Hey, it worked out perfect for him yep. to get to go. He's already graduated from OU, had a fifth year of eligibility, whatever, due to COVID, I guess, yep. and uh, transfers to North Carolina and basically improved his draft stock. So if a kid can do that and help himself, great. But to transfer potentially five times in your career, that yep. is a joke. Yep, there's a the guy that uh, was at K-State, Dejuan Gordon, then he went to Missouri, and then he hit the transfer portal again. So – which I think you can only do one free transfer to another Division One school. If you do another one, you have to set out a year or you have to drop down to another level for a year. So it'll be interesting. Yep. I don't know. I haven't followed him. but uh, See where he goes. I, I think, and, and going back to the transfer portal, I think the, the idea behind it was solid. And, and you think about COVID, a lot of kids signed with some universities that they didn't get a chance to go visit because of COVID. You couldn't right. travel. You know, all that kind of stuff. So there's going to be some bad fits there that just doesn't work out. Yep. I think the transfer portal is good. I think the NIL, the idea behind it is good. 
I think the two of them combined <laughs> yeah. with the NCAA's guidance instead of rules just a is joke. a complete disaster. Yep. And it's it, because now you're it is free agency. You're going to have people going to the highest bidder every year. And as you're uh, you've got a group of guys that are making a ton of money. No one sat down and had this think plan or had any kind of a plan. That's what just amazes me because should be sharp people that's running the NCAA, but they don't seem to make very good many good. No. Now I'll give them one credit for one thing. The NCAA tournament in basketball is a good tournament. I mean, still, yep. still a, still a seller, yep. still a winner, and uh, and uh, what makes it so great is probably not so much to do with them. It's just the fact that you can get these upsets and you oh, get yeah. the things that yep. makes people excited. Yep. It's sort of like the eighty to one odds this week in the yeah. Kentucky Derby. Yep. I wonder how many guys walked out of there. You know, money guys, Scotty Pippins and Michael Jordans. Those guys are always there. If they see an eighty-one to one on the board, don't you think with the kind of cash they got, hey, just drop a drop well, a thousand bucks on I, that? I one. made a comment. I was watching it with my neighbor, and I made a comment. It'd be worth just putting five bucks on him, you know, yeah. just in case, you know. But if you're a cash guy and you see an eighty to one odds, don't you always say, "Throw me a grand on that." <laughs> yeah, you. Would think, What's the heck? Yeah. What the heck? So, the other the other thing that happened in K State was just this week, actually. Um, with NIL is kind of an interesting situation that. Uh, it'll be it'll it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But uh, so K State was in the running for a five star transfer. Uh, he's from Detroit Mercy, I want to say. So if you remember Mike Davis, black guy who used to coach at Indiana, yeah, it's his son. Yep. So Mike Davis is coaching at this school at Detroit. His son is playing for him. He's like in the top ten in history in NCAA scoring with a chance of of breaking the scoring most points by a, a player in his career. Huh. So good player. Yeah. So he cuts it down to, I want to say four schools, because he was also talking about going back to Detroit, but it was Maryland. Oh, there was another school. I don't remember who it was. K-State and BYU. So he was going to make campus visits, and he was going to make a decision. So he goes to Maryland and another school. I don't Again, I don't remember what it was. Goes to K-State, says this is the best trip I've been on. So, of course, all the K-State people are like, oh, we're all excited. And he left B when he when he – announced his final five schools he accidentally left BYU off of there so it was like oh he's not really interested in BYU he ends up taking that last trip and then he's making his announcement decides to stay at Maryland well or at Detroit. guess what ha- or at, at Detroit yeah. guess what happens right after that he gets an NIL deal for some glow-in-the-dark ball thing from some company I think they're in Detroit like you just wasted everybody's time and effort because yep. all you were trying to do is get paid more to stay in Detroit for and that's year. not a that's not a cheap thing for all these universities. No, oh, it is. It's re-recruiting every kid on your every, team every, every year. year. Every every year. kid on yeah. your team is re-recruited. I think that's why you just go like the Barry Switzer thing. You're an offensive lineman that nobody's ever going to say your name on television or anything else. You got your fifty grand. Well, come on, you got your fifty. Think grand. about a quarterback or a running back getting paid a million dollars a year, and you got an offensive line that's not getting paid anything. I, it's How sort long of before the there's a, a rift in that locker room and that offensive lineman is just going to go, Yep. you're going to sit here and flash all your cash. Why they pay and, them real good in so, the NFL. Yeah, yeah. So You know, the offensive lineman in the NFL, they's money guys. Some of the most money that guys have made it from Oklahoma are like the Trent Williams and, the, well, the big boys at K- Kansas City, both of them. Big money guys. Well, I think it'll be interesting to see how Wichita State navigates this and the schools that only have one sport right. and, and then not two. Because you, cause you, there's only so much money that's coming into the school. 
So you now you're dealing. So let's go into the collective since we're going to talk about this, because you've got your your the same money is going to the athletic department, the academics, your your uh, um, alumni association, and now you got these collectives that are going out asking for money. It's the same money that would have been given to the athletic departments more than right. likely. So right. I think your athletic departments are going to get. Oh, it is. It's going to crunch bit. their budgets yep. because they're having to pay the kids. Right. Um, but these, the whole thing has just gotten itself screwed these up. These collectives so. are private companies. So most of them are being started by a student athlete that went to that school. Um, Former coaches like Switzer. Or, or, yep, you're associated with that athletic program in some capacity. But they're private companies. So they don't have to show fiscal reports, things like that. My question is, is how much are they taking off the top and how long is it going to be before you find out that people are contributing millions and millions of dollars to one of these collectives and they're taking like 75, 80% off the top for overhead, screwing these kids and, and you've seen and everybody some of these non-for-profits off. that 10% of the things you give goes to the uh, actual, right. what you're raising money yeah. for. I, yeah. I mean, I've seen those lists before, so I'm not going to throw anybody out there because I can't remember who they are, but. I think there's even some local that a yeah. lot of the money goes into administration and not into what you're donated for. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think it. I think when this is all said and done, there's going to be an ESPN 30 for 30 that comes yeah, there out will on, be. Yep. on the mistakes that were made in this situation down the road. So. Well, we've started baseball season. I'm. <laughs> I had a Yankees uh, Royal had Yankees Royal tickets uh, last weekend. Weekend before last. Weekend before last. Um, that I skipped, gave them to my brother. Um, kind of wish I would have went on at least on that Saturday night. Um, really good ball game. I think the Yankees swept them, yeah, because the Yankees were in the midst of an 11-game win streak at the time. Um, but so far, looking at the young guys from the Royals, now the Royals are only 9 and 18. We'll, we'll revisit this in about a month and see where we're at. We'll be – Cooking along. Might be about 9 and 40 by that point. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about their record again next time we get there. But I tell you, as a baseball guy, I love Bobby Witt Jr. Yep. He can fly. He started slow. Hey, he's 20 years old. Yeah. A lot of 20-year-olds start slow. But, but since about the third week of the season, he has been absolutely on fire. Two hits again yesterday. Had an 11-game hitting streak. Can run like a deer. Can hit for power. He's everything that they said he's going to be. If the next guy coming up along with him that had, they played minor league ball together, can't remember his name, if he comes along, the rules are going to have some talent in the next three or four years. They're going to have to suffer some pretty bad seasons right now. But yeah. the problem is you're going to lose Perez by the time oh, they're yeah. developed. No. You're going yeah. to lose some other guys. But yeah, it's but if they can pay them, they've got a little base, little group there that's they, that's They big can, deal. they just won't. And that's, a yeah. th- that's a, as, as a Royals fan, that's the most frustrating thing is – um, the people that own the Royals have deep pockets. Yep. They can. They yep. just choose not to. And it's so frustrating. I mean, beginning of the season, they came out. They were about 500 there for a while. It actually wasn't looking that bad. We're thinking, okay, maybe we can do something with this season. There's only one team that has less wins than the Royals, and that's the Reds. So I guess I'm glad I'm not a Cincinnati fan because they, they were they seven, were uh, they're tied for last place. The Royals are. There's two of them in their division. Yeah, Detroit, that's nine and eight. The other one. Yeah. yeah. But it, and it's, I mean, this could be honestly. This could be. I had a lot of optimism this I year. I did too. And I, this could be historically 
one of the worst seasons. It, it, they've it's ever panning had. out to be a roughly fifty win. It stays at this schedule about a fifty win season. The over under on them was uh, high sixties, sixty eight. And I would have put money on that. I thought I so. I actually wrote a text to a bunch of rules guys and I said uh, I. Uh, I might take the over this yep. year. I think they could win 70 games. Now it's looking like potentially it could be a 50, 50 51, yeah. 52 yeah. win season. Um, On the flip side of that, though, your Yankees are uh, – The Yankees are good. as good as good as they've – the best start to the beginning of a year in 30 or 40 years, one again today, I think that makes them 22 and 8. Correct. So they're panned out to be roughly 110 to 115 win team if you kept on – what's what you think – you think about Judge and Stanton and Lil Mayhew, and uh, you think, well, hey, they're they're run scoring team. They're what? A, that hasn't been the fact. Their pitching has been absolutely dominating. They've got the best ERA on the of the their highest ERA on the whole staff is like a three. Cortez has got like a one point one ERA, and then of course everybody knows how good Garrett Cole is, and yeah. and. Uh, Bogart. Well, and and the Mets are doing well too. New York's uh, well. Let me say, what, what, first time in the history, California had, L.A. had yep. two first yep. place, the first place team, both, and uh, yep. New York had them. Yep. East and West Coast yep. all first place. It, there's something about the Mets that um, used to be like Steinbrenner, the Mister Steinbrenner. Um, he spent money like it was going out of style, and if you did, weren't making it, you're cut. You see where Cohen, the owner of the Mets this year, he's a multi-billionaire. He cuts um, Robinson Cano with right. $36 million yeah, on the I hook. Saw that. That's all out of the owner's pocket. $36 million out of the owner's pocket that he's saying, we're going to win. So $36 million means absolutely nothing. He's, he's put together an unbelievable team. I'm looking at right now, I think it'll be Dodgers. Yankees, if that's my prediction at the end of the year, Dodgers-Yankees in the World Series be like the 78 World Series again. Reason I love the Yankees to begin with. Well, we'll, we'll see. It, uh, it's not, that's, that's looking like a pretty good prediction right we're, now. We're, so. we're one-fifth of the way into the season, so we'll see. We're at the 30, about the 30-game mark right now. Um, and I'm hoping the rules get better. They're, gosh, I, just, I hate to see them just right now. I think they're 9-18. and 18, Is that right? Yep. 9-18, and 18, just – I don't. Whew. They need to throw a few wins together. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, they're they're honestly their division is one of the weaker divisions yep. in, in major leagues. Um, so, I guess that's a bonus. You're going to play a lot of those teams, yep. and so you know you you hope you're going to win a lot of those games. But uh, yeah, it's uh, not going to be a good season. So n nothing to look look forward to there. So <laughs> I might still go up to a game later in the year, though. I I just want to go see that Wit kid play in person. Uh, my brother said he just looks arm, just an awesome arm. I was looking at the the Major League Baseball draft comes up here in a few days, and do you know what they say is going to be one of the top two to three picks in the whole draft? Remember Matt Holiday? Mm -hmm. Got a son playing at Stillwater High School, and they said he might be the best high school player in the country right now. Now, wow. how, how does that happen? <laughs> He's got some good. Coaching. I mean, you, you go look good around genes. in the look around in the big leagues right now, and it an all time high of father son, yeah, old dads that used to play in the big leagues. I mean, they're everywhere. Every team has one. Hmm. Just uh, didn't used to be that way, but maybe I don't know. It just baseball's a changing sport too, though. I think you can just some of those kids spend their whole whole summers and they're, they're a one sport guy their whole lives. And uh, 
I doubt that Holiday was, though, because they're big football people, too. He was probably a stud football player, too. Probably, yep. But anyway, they claim that he – they said he will go no lower, no lower than the fourth pick of the draft. That's pretty good, coming so, out of high school. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to worry about The NIL. rich just get richer. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, I have one other thing to talk about. Is there anything else to you uh, over the past month that – no, I've been fortunate and got to do that traveling. And, yep. and uh, Annabelle and I went to the lake on uh, Friday night. And uh, I, I, she's, she's a real good boat hand. She knows how to tie boats up and all that kind of stuff. And so as we re- reached the dock, um, we were going to eat at a restaurant on the water. She was jumped off of her, uh, jumped out of the boat, and her phone flew out of her side Yo. pocket and went to the bottom of the lake. You don't know how upset a kid can get <laughs> till you see them lose their telephone. Oh my God! I thought, uh, I thought that she had uh, broke her leg on the boat or something when she jumped out, and I didn't realize what was going on for a second. And she says, "My phone just went," you know. <laughs> oh my God! I guess I could feel it myself because me and you both could probably say this: if we lost our phone in the bone Lake, very frustrating, yep. Yep. very frustrating. Yep. And for her, boy, it was almost life-ending. I thought so. That's probably the most exciting thing that's happened to me outside of well, some vacationing. For that's the last not very few days. exciting. So I, I will say this: last night um, I was very, very disappointed. So PF Chang's is one of my favorite chains when it comes yeah. to restaurants. Yep. Uh, historically, good food, great service. I usually never have a problem with PF Chang's. So. We got done a little early last night. Uh, shout out to the uh, Salina South JV softball team. Finished their season 16-2. Uh, oh, I so was going to say undefeated. 16-2. No, no, we lost two games at Derby. So, um, And I so. went down and watched them play, and boy, those girls can play some defense. That's what I, I just – I look at – not to knock the girls my age because I just – I never remember them having, playing defense and having as good arms as the girls do now. Unbelievably yeah. good arms. Moe's got a great arm. The girls on her team's got a great arm. They all filled the ball great. Uh, it's different. Yeah, people are way more dedicated to yep. it now than it they was are. twenty years yep. ago. They I guess. Are. So, no, we anyway. Uh, so congratulations yep. to them. No, it's a good season. They had five close games. McPherson played them close. We had one game against Valley Center, one game against Campus that went down to the wire, and then the two losses to Derby. Everything else was run rules. But so we ran run rule. We beat uh, Hayes fifteen nothing. And be Andover Central eighteen to nothing. So they were quick games. Uh, See nothing, nothing. That's so, good defense. So we went to uh, PF Chang's. For, Kelly and I went to PF Chang's for dinner. Um, oh man, so disappointing. So disappointing. They've completely changed how they're doing their food. I got the orange chicken, which I usually either get that or Chang's spicy chicken. All breading, no chicken, just completely doused. And you could tell it was like in a deep fat fryer. Like you just had that taste. Yep completely doused in sauce what was really disappointing is the, is the chicken lettuce wraps are one of my favorite items on a menu anywhere and a chain and that i've been yeah, to. i love them so that i i'm not a mushroom fan i've talked about this before i i don't mind them in there because they chop them up because it's a texture thing for me so they chop them up so small in those lettuce wraps it's not a not an issue for me whole mushrooms in there the chicken was dry <laughs> The God. sauce was like water. I mean, it was it was the most disappointing meal I've had in a long, long time. So, 
Unfortunately, I'm probably not going to be going back to PF <laughs> That change. particular PF change. Yeah. So Let's hope that they all haven't gone that direction. I hope not. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. Well, we'll go. We'll look at this, like he said, maybe in about a month. I don't think I'll be doing any more traveling. We've we had a grand opening today of our McPherson location of Express Employment. Um, so I will be spending more time in McPherson, uh, three to four days a week, um, which kind of nice gives me a change of uh, scenery yep. for a few days. The only thing that I don't like about it was gas went up again today. Yeah, at Dylan's it's four oh five. Uh, today went over the four dollar mark. I don't know where it's headed f- when we get to um, Memorial Day because yeah, typically Memorial it's the Labor highest. Day is when it's the highest, yeah. Um, so I don't know what we might be looking at four fifty gas, Probably. something like that. Yep. My kids, you know, when you have multiple cars in the family and you have multiple kids, Gentry said yesterday a little Dodge Avenger, sixty bucks to fill it up. Yep. Um, personally, when I drove to Oklahoma this weekend, it was roughly a two hundred dollar trip just to run to Tulsa and back basically mm-hmm. down by Tulsa um and the last fill up I did full I was almost empty 120 bucks we ran we ran it's not to, good uh Kansas City so we can pick up fireworks for the fourth of July and uh took my buddy's for truck bucks or no no for personally for personal good god do y'all hear this <laughs> big fourth of July party <laughs> yeah. in this neighborhood so he uh, he has a diesel truck, but it's bigger than mine, so we thought we'd take it, bigger bed, fit more stuff. You in didn't there. want to have to pay for the gas um, for that, did you? So we stopped yeah. in Topeka to get gas, and uh, well, they shut you off at a hundred bucks. Right. So at five thirty something a gallon for diesel, he don't even get a half we, a tank. He got like a third of a tank. So good yeah. lord, yeah. It's so. something's got to truly be done about that. I don't know who who you blame it on. I don't know if you blame the president or not. There's got to be something that's got to be done. Yeah, you, I, you, I mean. A normal working person, I don't care if you give them a raise, $4 gas. Yeah. Well, it, it equates everything because everything's you Oh, know, yeah, semis, everything's marked and, up. Yeah, so every, everybody's going to try to cover that cost. We, we can probably go into this in one of our future podcasts if the prices stay the way they are. But think, Lisa bought fake mayonnaise yesterday, a fake jar of mayonnaise, not real mayonnaise. Used to be $0.99, cents, $4.99, increase, a 400% increase on mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's 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 everywhere. It's yep. I mean everything we do. So good luck out there. Yep. We'll talk to you in a month, Kevin. Get yep. us out of here. No, I I got nothing, man. Uh oh, oh I was gonna say I am going to to uh, PGA Championship at Southern Hills in Tulsa next week. Oh so yeah, I, I saw somebody that, here in town was that, uh, so. had tickets for sale for it. So oh yeah. Did you see it on Facebook? I, I only have tickets for. Uh, I just bought tickets for Wednesday. I'm gonna take some customers I out. I thought but, it uh, might for the have... practice round, but. Uh, It'll be a good time. So I'll think of it and tell you who it was. But I saw she put on Facebook. Uh, she had two tickets and, and plus the and hotel. Gambling's legal in Kansas now, so I I put some money on Scotty Schaffer to win. You uh, did? I did. Not a lot. But what day uh, are you going? Did you say? I'm going Wednesday for the last practice round. I, it's it's I like to go on the practice rounds. It they're a little more laid back, interact with the crowd a little bit more. Yeah, you know, have some fun. Do so. they set up a concession stand at these? I bet there's going to be quite a few <laughs> oh, of them. So wouldn't that be great? If, uh, <laughs> you know, somebody if somebody could think about that in Salina. <laughs> so well, yeah, we'll uh, like I said earlier, we'll uh, we'll try to do these about once a month or so. Um, so yeah, we'll be till football uh, season, beginning of June. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page. 
www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.